Seventh season, the Lapped Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get lapped. Now, here is your host, the Professor. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 315 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Yes, I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a great weekend. Hope you all had a great 4th of July. Took a much-needed week off from the real job. Uh, definitely needed uh, a full week off. Uh, you know, what do we have, five, seven, nine days between two weekends in the week. And uh, had some family over for the 4th. Played a couple rounds of golf, and uh, my golf game has just come together over the years, which is crazy because when I first started playing golf, I sucked, like brutal. Like nine holes, we're talking, you know, shooting mid-50s to to now. A few years ago, I took some lessons uh, and have honed in the game, and, you know, when I can go out there and, and shoot mid to low 40s for nine, I will take that pars birdies. Mm, it's 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 sweet when you can do it, but the problem is there's still that lack of consistency to where I can still go out there and shoot a fifty on nine or something like that, and uh, that just really pisses me off. But I uh, had two great rounds of golf, which was awesome. Uh, got to spend a bunch of time with Lindsay and Alden, which was great. And I tell you, this little guy is coming into his own little person here at almost seventeen months old, which is. So much fun to watch him grow and to watch his curiosity grow. We were in the living room uh, the other day, and we're like, "Where's Alden? Oh my God, where's he at?" And all of a sudden, he comes walk, you know, walking, wobbling, you know, kind of like a penguin because he's still getting used to it. With a uh, Pedialyte freeze pop in his hand, like, eh, I want this. You know, it is just—it's absolutely amazing. Um, and and I know the fellow parents out there can can relate to me on that. But here we are. Uh, back to work, back to the grind, back to podcasting, and all of that good stuff. So uh, tonight, I'm excited. Uh, he makes an appearance at least a couple times a year, and this is his first time this season. Uh, you you might know him as the Orange Cone, uh, you know, just FYI, that uh, Twitter handle that had so much fun over the years. Um but uh, Charles Crawl from the Arkham and Art series is going to be on. We're going to talk Arca. We're going to talk NASCAR. Uh, we'll poke fun at me because that's very easy to do and have a good time there. Uh, and a little later in the show, uh, Brian Newdorf is going to come on and talk about uh, weather because it's been some crazy weeks between Chicago and Atlanta. And hell, why not? Let's uh, let let's get the professionals take on on some things here. So we got that. Uh, we'll do some recaps, all that good stuff. Laugh traffic fantasy to close it out. And uh, yeah. So without further ado, let's get Mr. Charles Crawl back on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his 23rd appearance on the show. Cannot wait to catch up with him. It's been a minute since we've talked and uh, catch up with Arca, all that good stuff. Welcome back to the show, Charles Crawl. What's up, brother? How are you? 
Hey, thanks for having me on, Brandon. Great to be back. Of course, brother. Anytime. Always. Uh, it's always an open invite. Um, how uh, How was the 4th of July, man? You know, it's good. I still have all 10 fingers, so I suppose that's a good thing. Excellent. Um, Excellent. You know, we, we had a, a race on, on Saturday, Saturday night of, of 4th of July weekend out at Irwindale Speedway, and you know uh, that was that was a, a pretty good show. A lot, a lot of fireworks uh, fighting for the lead on that one, and then we followed it up with a, a wonderful fireworks show of our own in our in our backyard, our uh, our Sylvania in in suburban Toledo. Sylvania fireworks take place like right in our backyard, so we Sweet. had a, a really nice view of that, and uh, you know, nice to just decompress for a couple of days, and then we got back to the racetrack. With our, our race at Mid Ohio on Friday of last weekend, and of course that one was filled with fireworks. So uh, you know, I actually think I, I'm I'm ready to just have a, a weekend without any any fireworks <laughs> added, added excitement. You know, I love uh, it. I love it. Uh, family, all that's good. Uh, everybody's doing great. You know, Excellent. my my son Alex has has started racing uh, the of uh, a dirt street stock out at. Oakshade Raceway with my stepfather, and uh, they just they have a great time doing it. And, That's great. Um, I got to spend some time with him out at the racetrack on on Saturday night, and yeah, just uh, it's it's fun to be able to go race and and you know watch a kid who's never really driven a street car or anything like that, just you know kind of you know absorbing everything and taking it all in and. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. Sure, awesome, man. And uh, uh, and you're you're kicking ass on the bike, man. I mean, I see the Facebook posts. Uh, you know, it's record after personal record being broken there. Well, I, there just to to be clear, <laughs> there are lots of people who can run faster than I can ride my bike, <laughs> but you know, you set a goal and you know you you want to go out there and achieve it, and and that's what I'm doing. You know, for a 50 year old guy, I think I'm. I'm hanging in there pretty well. Excellent. I love it. Uh, good deal. Good deal. Uh, all right, man. Well, let's let's talk some ARCA racing. Uh, after uh, a month off, well, not a month off, but you guys have a, uh, a a sporadic start, if you will, to your schedule. You guys are now in uh, in full swing, right? Yeah, so we do. We actually do have just about a month off between, you know, the, the races at Daytona and Phoenix. Um, you know, and then we go from Phoenix to Talladega, which is about another month, you know, and then we have some, you know, a West race, you know, interspersed here and there and an East race interspersed here and there. But uh, at this point, from the time we um, went to Kansas Speedway back in May uh, through uh, looking at my calendar, the last weekend of October, <laughs> I, I have one weekend off in that go. time right. frame. Uh, I so didn't mean to, to make you see that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I think we have a total of 35 races on our schedule uh, this year spread across the three series. And this is the time of year where I think we have something like 26 races in 22 weeks. Wow. So it does. It, it keeps us really busy. And, you know, I'm I am. No one will ever get me to say anything otherwise. I am the, one of the lucky guys who gets to work every one of those races. And, um, you know, whether I'm, I'm traveling uh, like I am this weekend out to Iowa or, or I get to call one of the West races from, from the studio in my home office, um, you know, I, I am. I'm lucky. I, I really enjoy getting to work at this level. Um, 
you know, people ask me all the time, you know, why, why don't you want to go work up in the cup series? Why don't you want to go work in the truck series or, you know, I, I like having the, the life that I've set up. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I love to get to go to the racetrack and see all those people, and and you know, but I also like to have you know a, a few Saturdays and Sundays at home sure. every now and then. Yeah. So yeah. Um, no, but I do. I, I do. I consider myself to be a, a very lucky guy uh, to get to to work with the people that I want to work with uh, at the level that I'm, you know, really comfortable working at, and um, you know being busy like this it's it's what we look forward to man you sure. know we we get to this part of the season it's like let's go let's go race yeah no absolutely um do you you know most of the midwest you you do a lot of driving or do you do mostly flying oh we drive everywhere man okay <laughs> the only place we don't drive to is phoenix okay um and that's that's it's a haul you know that's that's probably a day and a half worth of driving sure i had to get out west so but uh we'll be driving out to iowa uh, this week, um, then we'll, we'll drive to Pocono the week after that. Um, thankfully, we've got a couple of uh, home races, uh, at least you know, relatively sure. close to home races. Yep. Yep. After that, with Michigan coming up on on the fourth of August, and then uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park on August eleventh. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Brandon, that weekend after that is the one that I kind of circle all year long. It's three races in three different time zones on three straight days. That's <laughs> We've got intense. Uh, Watkins Glen in New York. Yep. Uh, we will we will drive out to that one. Okay. And then as soon as that's over, we'll hop in the car and come home. On Saturday, the 19th, uh, I will broadcast the Arca West race from Evergreen Speedway out in Washington. Uh, that'll be live on Flow. And then as soon as that's over, I'm going to catch a couple-hour nap, and then I'll hop up, uh, it, wake up in and hop in the car and drive to Springfield, Illinois for the first of our two dirt track races with the Arkham and Art Series on su- Sunday, August 20th. So it's a lot of driving, yeah. uh, very little sleeping, yeah. very, very little sleeping, but a lot of driving over the course of, uh, of, of those three days. But uh, it, it's absolutely my favorite weekend of the year. Three just distinctly different types of racing in three different time zones, and uh, I'm I'm the lucky guy who gets to work all three of them. That's cool, man. Uh, you've been calling a lot more races, obviously, as uh, you've kind of progressed uh, in, in this role with ARCA. Uh, I know you used to do it every once in a while. Uh, obviously, track announcing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, do you, is, is it becoming more comfortable for you? Do you do you get a kick out of it? How's how's that going? I love doing it. I don't know if I'm any good at it, <laughs> but, but I love doing it. It's, it's a lot of fun for me. Um, I, it's, it's not something that I ever really thought I would ever have an opportunity to do, sure. particularly when I was in, in college, I did not go to school to be a broadcaster. Um, but I've, I've had some really lucky breaks in the course of my career and have been put in a position where I have the opportunity to do these. And um, my my only goal is to, for the people at home to have as much fun watching as I'm having calling them. Sure. Uh, and I hope that that comes across, you know, I mean, certainly not every lap. I'm, I'm not, you know, screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Maybe like the four, like the formula one guy does. I don't know how he does that, but he is, he is like on, on the chip for the entire 90 minutes there. But, you know, I just I want everybody to have fun. You know, whether I'm on the, the the mic at a racetrack, you know, doing pre-race driver introductions, or you know, calling in, in Easter or West race, I'm having a great time, and I want everybody else to have a great time with me. And 
you know, I, I, I certainly would, would take uh, the opportunity to, to do <laughs> you know, some, some racing up the ladder sure. if that was ever presented to me. But uh, I really do. I'm, I'm really happy doing this. I never thought I would even get the opportunity to, to get this far to be quite honest. So uh, to to have this opportunity is is a dream come true and and we'll just see where it, where it goes but uh, if this is all it all it ever was man I'm I'm still a lucky guy to get to do it and li- literally live in the dream. That's great know? man. No, that's so cool. Um you mentioned uh you guys were at Mid-Ohio this past weekend. Uh you know, that's kind of a staple track for the Arca Menard series, I feel. Tyler Ankrum picked up the win. Um, and I went back and I couldn't. F- Did Tyler run, uh, you know, many races, Arca, before he. he got he's, in the truck? he's only made one other start. He, he finished, I think, 22nd at okay. Watkins Glen. I don't think it was last year. It was the year before that at Watkins Glen. He finished 22nd. He did win the the ARCA East Championship back in 2018. Of course, that was when it was the, the NASCAR K&M Pro Series. But um, he, he does have a championship at this level, but he didn't come and race the, the National ARCA Tour. But that one time uh, back in, in 2021, it's, it, you know, and I was... I'm kind of bummed that he ran that one race at Watkins Glen too, because it would have been cool to add him to our our list of first start winners. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, absolutely. You know that that would have been cool. But in, in any case, he's the 354th different driver to win at least one ARCA wow, race since crazy. 1953. So, yeah, cool to cool to have your name down in that record book. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's talk about Frankie Muniz for a minute. Um, doing very well in his rookie season. Yeah. Um, you know, what's it, you, you know, that, that's a, it's a, it's a big name. Uh, someone from the acting world. He's run, you know, many different racing series. Um, you know, talk about the draw that that's done from a fan base, from a sponsorship, you know, how, what, what, what somebody like that do for the series and, and how's that been so far? You know, what it does for us is it gives us a lot of exposure in platforms that we never would have appeared on, <laughs> you sure. know, people magazine and TMZ and, you know, GQ and, uh, you know, it, just a, 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 it broadens our reach tremendously. Um, you know, Daytona was just insane to, you know, it, it's been a long time since ARCA was, a topic on Sports Center, and we, we were a topic on Sports Center. Sure. No, that's you know, awesome. so it, it does. It, it puts us in front of a lot more eyeballs than, than we would have had ordinarily. Um, and the great thing about Frankie is having now spent half a year around him and, and his wife Paige, and um, they really are just wonderful people. That's <laughs> you know, great. You hear that about you hear that about a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, you you bump into, and you know, oh, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, uh, Frankie is just a a terrific guy. He is he very rarely, I think, and, and maybe I could be proven wrong somewhere down the line, but very rarely do do you reach the the levels of of success and fame and stardom that someone like Frankie has achieved. And you're just a miserable person. Right. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that happens. Yeah. I don't think that happens very often. Right. You know, I, I think that that you know, success in life often is directly correlated to to your attitude as a human being. And he does. He's got a great attitude. He's always smiling. 
Um, he's got a great sense of humor. He he does not mind, um, within reason, of course, uh, uh, does not mind sharing his time with race fans and, uh, you know, people who, who watched him, you know, as Malcolm, I'm Malcolm in the Middle, sure. or Agent Cody Banks, or, you know, Dancing with the Stars. He, he does, you know, I, I'm sure it gets tough, you know, hearing the same things over and over or retelling the same story, sure. you know, multiple times. But he does it with a smile on his face. And, and he's, you know, he, he's he's a very gracious person. Um, but what I, what I really, what I really like about Frankie is I, I think he's a racer, man. You know, I, I've been around the sport my whole life and I've, I've worked in the sport now for 25 years and seeing, you know, you, you, you can kind of tell when someone is there just to be there. Yep. And, and when someone is there because they are just burning with desire to be a race car driver. And, and that's Frankie, man, he, he wants to race. He wants to be a racer. He is a racer. And, you know, he, he keeps, he keeps joking with me. And he's like, man, I just, I, I just want to feel like I, I just want to prove to people that I belong here. And I'm like, dude, you, you've already done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've, yeah. You've proven it. You know, you, you have, you've, you've gotten in there and you've mixed it up with these guys at, at places like Daytona and Talladega. And, you know, you've knocked fenders with these guys at the short tracks and you, you've, now you've had a great, you know, great finish on a road course. And, you know, for, for someone who, who really only has eight races and six as, top a stock, as a stock <laughs> car driver. Yeah. I mean, eight races as a stock car driver and six of them are top tens. Yeah. That that's, he can do this, man. Yeah. You know, awesome. he, he's, he's all he needs is laps and, and you know, the right people around him and he's got a great team around him right now. You know, he really does. The Rhett Jones racing team, Mark Rhett and that team do a, a great job of him. And um, he, he, it's just it has been just an eye opening experience for me. Um, you know, it, 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 it's funny, too, because, you know, we I think we kind of get insulated a little bit, you know, when we when we do work inside this industry and, and we're exposed to, you know, Jimmy Johnson and Chuck Gordon and. Uh, Denny Hamlin and you know these guys are true superstars you know and and then you know we we come to some of these other events and then you got like a Mario Andretti or an AJ Foyt you know and, and they're just absolute superstars and and people go crazy when they see them and to us you know the the folks who are fortunate enough to work on the inside it's like oh well there's Jimmy or, sure. or there's Jeff or there's, Hey, cool. It's Mario. You know, how cool is that? Um, but you know, it's funny cause it, it's now it's like, Oh, there's Frankie. Yeah. 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 Right. He's just one of the guys. Yeah. He's just one of the guys. And you know, I, I think it's interesting because I, I always wonder how much of that translates and how much of that is similar to, you know, Hollywood. You know, when you're on on the set at, right. uh, of Agent Cody Banks or or whatever movie Frankie may be working on next, you know, I, I'm sure the guys who who set up the equipment and and run the equipment, they're not like, oh my, oh my God, it's it's Frankie Beauty. It's sure. like, oh Frankie, Frankie's here. Yep. You know, it's at, at some it's point. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're one of the guys doing your job. Yep. And and I, I do. I think Frankie at this point is one of the guys doing his job. And I think that's really what he is. He's wanted 
right from the start is, sure. is you know, I'm making this transition. I'm still going to go and do some acting, but I'm making this transition to where I want to be a racer. And, and I, I really do. I think he's become one. Awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see what the rest of the season holds for him here at this level and, and to see what's next, because I, I think he's, he's a really competitive dude, man. He is, he's, I can tell, you know, Hey, he finished sixth at, at uh, mid Ohio. And I think that's like the fourth time maybe that he's finished sixth. Yeah. He hasn't cracked the top five just yet. And it's right. driving him crazy. <laughs> he's like, I don't want him to get a top five. You know, he is, he's just a, a really competitive guy. And, and I think as he gets some, uh, some laps and, and he builds that confidence and he builds that, that knowledge base, I think he's going to be just fine. I'm, I'm excited for him, and I'm, I look forward to seeing what's next for that's, him that's uh, awesome. when we get to uh, 2024. Yeah, no, that's great. It's, it's great for the sport, great for the – like you said, you know, the exposure level is is just got to be, you know, hands down, you know, great for the series, great for racing, great for stock car. Right? You know, there's there's nothing but but uh, positive things to uh, to come around from, from something – I uh, like that and having someone like him uh, that's got that great attitude, um, you know, in the sport, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, not so. a single negative yeah. as a part of this. No, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, let's do a little uh, circle here over to the to the NASCAR side of things. Uh, you know, uh, coming off uh, a, a interesting weekend at Atlanta and an interesting weekend at uh, the Chicago street course. what you, what did you think about that whole experience? Uh, with, with, well, let's uh, talk Chicago. about them chronologically. Yeah. I think the Chicago race was awesome. Yes. Um, I, you know, I've been lucky, uh, as, as I, I met my wife, um, to spend a lot of time in Chicago the last couple of years, uh, particularly right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Grant absolutely. Park, yeah. Um, Michigan Ave and Grant park and, um, you know, my daughter, Samantha, uh, went in her high school marching band was in the, uh, St. Patrick's day parade there in 2019. Oh, and that cool. was right. I mean, we literally stood to watch that parade literally stood at the start finish line of the Chicago street course. Um, so, so I, I knew what to, to expect as far as what it was going to be like in and around that area, you sure. know, all of the the naysayers talking about, Oh, it's going to be too dangerous. And, you know, Oh, come on. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's like, this is, this is like it, it, the Midwest version of the Las Vegas strip. Sure. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The, the, there's the, it's, let's just be, whether you like big cities or not. Yeah. Let's yeah, just, that's just be, it, it be realistic. Yeah. Just, let's be yeah. realistic. Here. Yeah. And, um, but as far as the race was concerned, every, Every minute of that race to me was entertaining. There was always something happening. There's always, you know, something you had never seen before was happening. Um, It did. The the vibe reminded me of 1994 when we, you know, the the series went to Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the first time. You know, it was. It was was very cool. It was all new. It was, you know, you you really didn't know what to, what was going to happen next. And to come away with a, <laughs> a first-time winner that most of us had never heard of <laughs> prior, yeah. to, prior to Saturday yeah. was was just beyond cool to me. So uh, I loved every second of it. And, you know, moving on to Atlanta, um, you know, I, I think that the, the remodel of that racetrack, you know, whether whether you thought they should have or not, 
is, is one thing, but sure. they did. They did. And in the new version of Atlanta Motor Speedway, I think it's exciting as heck. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I do. I, I love those races. Um, you know, I, I get bummed when, when the guys that I'm pulling for don't have a good day, you know, like our, our Daytona winner, Greg Van Alst had a bummer day on, on Saturday night. And that, that was a bummer, but I'll tell you what, man, those races from start to finish are, are exciting and, and you don't know what to expect. Just like Chicago, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going to happen next. Absolutely. I, I, I loved it. I loved um, it. I, I wish we would have gotten to the finish last yes. night, but you know, you can't argue with mother nature and, and she's going to do what she's going to do, but you know, great races, lots of fun. And, um, you know, you just, I, 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 I always just, you know, what are you, know, if you don't like that, you know, if you, if you thought that race was no good, you know, what, what do you think is good? Right. No, I'm with you. I, I'll tell what you, else are you looking for? That, you know? um, that the race in Atlanta yesterday was, was I think the best race they've had on the, the repave. I think that was, you know, kind of what we've been looking for. Uh, to get out of Atlanta, and you know, I think they finally got that dialed in a little bit. Uh, and yeah. Chicago, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I felt bad for the fans, uh, you know, from the weather side of things. And I, I, I can only imagine if weather wasn't a factor, if they didn't have to go back and forth from 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 the slicks, um, you know it could have been even better and it was a fantastic race to begin with. So I am, yeah, right. I, I'm excited for uh, a second opportunity, um, you know, with, with the, with, with that street course again. Yeah. And Hey, it's from where you're at, man, it's only about three hours away. So yeah, hopefully you get a chance uh, to go and check it out next that, year. Uh, we'll definitely be, be on the list. There is, there is no doubt about that. Um, let's see here, man. Um, Anything else? Are you going to be up? I, I, obviously, you'll be up at MIS for the Arca race. Yeah, uh, I'll be up there on. The cup? I'll be up. I'll be up there on Friday. Um, there's a good chance that that the kids and I'll be up there on Sunday as well. Okay. Um, Excellent. You know, it's it's one of those situations. It's it's a free weekend day. Right. <laughs> so, yes. Right. <laughs> a right. very busy time of the year. Yes. No, so I hear you. There, there may be some something else that happens that that, that takes priorities. But I, I think my kids are wanting to go up and, and see the cup race, and 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 I really would like to go and sit in the stands and and be a fan for the day. And I, I think we'll be up there for that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I definitely will be there on Friday. And if if you're looking for drivers to talk to, we'll we'll see if we can't get some to come in and chat with you. Well, I'll be honest. So this is my <clears throat> the first race weekend that i will only be there on sunday because i am uh i'm gonna drive out to the srx race at berlin on thursday that's gonna be my first time at berlin so i'll be driving back from that on friday uh and then saturday we'll be going to uh wrestlemania or not i wish it was wrestlemania SummerSlam at ford field on saturday and then we'll be busy weekend it is a busy weekend yes so and then make the drive out sunday for the for the cup race so busy weekend well i'll make sure that we cross paths on sunday absolutely sounds good man well listen um thank you so much for uh coming on the show 23 times i appreciate you as always uh i have to wrap with this just because uh 
uh, Ashley text, man, I don't know, this must have been a month or two ago. Uh, for anyone that's listened uh, to, to you on the show over these last 20-some appearances, uh, have joked about uh, old gear. And some old of, you, gear. Some of yeah. you may remember the stories of uh, old gear and you let your wife go on a date with I, old gear accidentally. I did. Unknowingly. <laughs> and that uh, you guys actually know his family to some degree. We do. They live in our neighborhood. <laughs> like what a small world. Like, hey, how do you know Gary such and such? I'm like, that's old gear. No way. That's old so, gear. Yeah, that's yeah. old gear. Uh, I don't know world. him as well as Lindsay. <laughs> hey that's okay ashley actually went on three dates with a golf pro and didn't know it hey, so that's, it happens it does happen it does happen oh i love it <laughs> i love it <laughs> all righty man well listen uh thanks for coming on uh you know stay uh stay as sane as possible over this busy schedule and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks at mis you got it man we'll talk to you soon Brian. thanks, man. thanks. we'll see you we'll see you bye Oh, just love talking with him. Uh, just become a great friend. Uh, and I say this every time he's been on the show over the years, uh, from the first time seeing him at MIS, uh, season one of uh, the Lat Traffic podcast to, to now. Just great guy, great human being. And uh, he, he, he does so much for the show, and I appreciate him so much for that. So, all right, uh, let's get into this past weekend and uh, a couple other things I want to t- touch upon. Uh, so truck Series, uh, Corey Heim picking up another win. Trucks are off uh, for this week. They're skipping New Hampshire, and we'll be back at it at Pocono for what is two more races to go in the truck regular season uh and the trucks playoff grid is going to get set here and i don't know you want to call it shaking up or not but you know when we look at the fact that 10 guys are going to make it matt crafton sitting there on the cut line with 385 stewart friesen just one point behind him uh tanner gray's about 20 points back uh chase purdy tyler ankrum uh might be challenging from a points perspective but you know Pocono has provided some very crazy truck racing over the years. And, you know, you get the right wreck, you get the right lucky break. Um, You know, is it possible that uh, someone might be able to go and win their way into this thing? And Richmond, uh, you know, the trucks haven't raced Richmond as frequently. Um, You know, I believe they went there last year. Yes, they went there last year. They've been there the last three years, and I know that, and you don't know that I hit the pause button for about 60 seconds there, but I did, because if only there was some way to check on a podcast and, you know, be able to start and stop at your leisure. That's the uh, the perk here. Yes, you know, they've been racing back at Richmond since 2020, um, so they, uh, they, they were there back in 2005. They took a 15-year break racing trucks at Richmond, so glad to have them back there, uh, but, you know, so we'll see what that brings us as far as... Any any outlier uh, finishes that we might see there. But I do love the fact that Matt Benedetto's in there. Nick Sanchez is in there. Uh, I think we're setting up for a pretty interesting truck playoffs. They've got some great races uh, that they'll hit throughout their playoffs. And, you know, it's going to be fun to see Ben Rhodes going for it. Grant Enfinger's really stepped his game up. Um, you know, Christian Eckes and then the what could potentially be the favorites, Zane Smith, Ty Majeski, even though Ty doesn't have a win yet this year, he is always up there for contention. 
All right, over to the Xfinity Series side of things. You know, I picked John Hunter Nemechek a lot in Lap Traffic Fantasy, and I finally struck gold with him this past week with picking up the win. It seems like the weeks I don't take him or maybe I take a Justin Allgaier or an Austin Hill, uh, that's when John Hunter will win. But, uh, no, we, we were able to uh, to finally hit one because that was the thing I've been lacking in Lab Traffic Fantasy, as I'll get to later on in the show, is I've only picked two winners so far this year up until this past weekend. So now I've got a whopping three. But then there's, like, Andrew, who's picked 11 winners. So um, while I'm up there, my bonus points are, are struggling quite a bit. But anyways, um, you know. New Hampshire Xfinity, or I'm sorry, the uh, Atlanta Xfinity race, pretty decent. Um, you know, it, it didn't give me any wow factors in either direction. You know, it just kind of is what it was there. So I will, uh, you know, I'll take that. Uh, you know, obviously the talk is with the Cup Series weather shortened race two weeks in a row. Um Racing on a Sunday night, another night race, you know, that's got people going all about some things, and I get it. And we talked about it last week on the show in terms of Sunday night racing and how it's got to be done at a, you know, only, in my opinion, certain tracks can pull off a Sunday night race when it's not a holiday weekend. And, you know, the attendance, you know, it was it was pretty decent. Um, weather probably impacted things a little bit. The type of racing we've had at Atlanta the last couple years maybe impacted things a little bit. But, you know, the racing last night was, was honestly pretty, pretty solid. You know, you had a lot of comers and goers last night. Part of that due to some some wrecks and some strategy that played out for some and didn't play out for others. You know, when you look at the stage uh, positions for stage one and two and the finishing position, typically, you know, you're going to see everybody within maybe the top 15 uh finishing with that's how they finished in the stages you know there might be some variances there but when you look at how they finished i mean you got guys that you know william byron finished fifth in stage one won the race uh eric almarola he finished 18th but 10th in stage one uh martin Truex jr third in stage one finished 29th um you know, Kyle Larson obviously involved in his accident. Um, you had Ross Chastain involved in things, which I know that's, uh, you know, always causing. Ross Chastain's doing just Ross Chastain things coming off, uh, you know, his win a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, but there was a lot of variance there spread up and down throughout the finishing position on where people finish in the stages. And, you know, is that the telltale that it was a good race? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, if you were to see something like this at a Kansas, at a Michigan, at a Dover, uh, then I'd say yes. A lot of this, I think, had to do with strategy, them calling the race. Um, <clears throat> you know, but when when you've got guys like Michael McDowell, who's proven to be a very good, you know, plate racer, you know, Atlanta's a cross, if you will, in that. A.J. Allmendinger, same thing. Daniel Suarez, Um you know, those are three guys that finish in the top four that we're not talking about typically on average, uh, which is kind of surprising with Daniel Suarez because he had a great year last year. A um, little regression this year, I would say. But, um, you know, Tyler Reddick finished, you know, outside the top 20. Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr., uh, Corey LaJoy, who was picked uh, uh, by quite a few of you guys for live traffic fantasy, didn't have his type typical style of race. Um you know, so it was it was interesting. I you know I thought it was pretty good. And then again, going back to the night racing side of things, you know, there's obviously pros and cons. You know, uh, I I don't mind it. it. I I think it's great to to throw a few Sunday night races in the mix. 
Um, you know, I know a lot of people made the the analogy to Sunday Night Football and that we watch that. Some people say, well, I only watch it if it's my team, which I get that. Uh, or, you know, if you're big into fantasy football and you've got a player or a couple key players going Sunday night, maybe you'll tune it in versus having to just sit down and watch the race because, hey, it doesn't matter whether it's your team, quote unquote, because your guys out there, you're going to want to watch it. So there's definitely a lot of pros and cons to doing it in terms of uh, the payoff from a viewership perspective uh, as well as an attendance perspective. And um, yeah, we'll uh, just have to see how this pans out for them as they move forward and, you know, throwing a few of these in from the network side of things. I know that plays a role uh, as as well. So there you have that. All right. Uh, I'm going to get to a couple questions that you guys asked me to talk about on Twitter. Switched it up a little bit. Um, everybody knows I'm a Kevin Harvick guy and uh, wanted to know what I thought about the Kevin Harvick and Richard Childress. Pay slap. I thought that was awesome. Uh, just a ton of history for Kevin Harvick at Atlanta. Obviously, that's where he got his first win uh, back in 2001 with that incredible finish with Jeff Gordon there. Um, you know, so that that was special. He's had a lot of success at Atlanta. So that was that was just very cool to see. Um, let's see. Scott at 1985 Wagner. Should stage uh, break laps be removed across the board or should stage breaks lap not count in laps of the race? I have been a big proponent of i get the whole stage breaks i get it i know a lot of people still don't like that aspect a lot of people don't like the points the playoff format all of that i get it i can get on board with all of that <clears throat> and i've been saying for years that if we're going to have manufactured cautions which in my opinion that's what the stage breaks are then those caution laps should not count now there's an incident on the track to bring the yellow out and you want to count the caution laps by all means but for the stage breaks, uh, if we're going to continue to have them, I I personally feel like that we should not count those. Um, I get that that adds to the amount of, t you know, it, it extends things a little bit. But in the grand scheme of things, you're not getting the actual advertised distance to be run potentially under green. And you should always have that, in my opinion. You know, if it's a 400-mile race, the potential should be there to be able to run that under green. And if there's no cautions, on-track incidences, things of that nature. Um, you know, so I feel like we should be able to have 400 laps or 200 laps if it's a two-mile track of green flag racing. And when you have these stage breaks, well, you're taking away from that. And so it's not actual, you know, 400 miles or 200 laps or 400 laps, whatever the case may be, because of the fact depending on the length of the track, we're talking anywhere between two to five laps run under yellow before we get back going green, which is taking away from that advertised distance, in my opinion. So um, I've always been a big proponent of, you know, having them. That's fine. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. Uh, but we should not be counting those towards the uh, actual laps of the race. So there's my there's my rant uh, on that one. So uh, thanks for sending that, Ed. Uh, Sammy at uh, SSINCA13 uh, said there was so much to talk about between rain, fuel strategy, poor handling cars. You know, we saw the fuel strategy play out based on the finishing positions there, I think, uh, as I talked about a little bit ago. Uh, the rain, I'll get to that with Brian Newdorf here in a little bit. And, yeah, I mean, poor handling cars. You look at John Hunter Nemechek, uh, I don't know how he pulled off the win with the way his car was uh, handling there. Uh, that was that was crazy. 
you know, we, we I've talked about it for the last few weeks here, just in terms of you know they got to figure out something with the package at the tracks that they're going to. I think the car has the potential to perform. We've seen it when they run the packages that we all want, right, at the tracks that we want them to run them at, you know. We want, you know, more horsepower at the short tracks. And, you know, when they give it to us, we seem to get the better races. But uh, I digress on that. So, um, all right. Uh, thanks for a couple questions there. I appreciate that. We'll get back to more of your feedback next week as well. Uh, right now, though, let's do a little Lat Traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelattrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lat Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lat Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, leave a review, tell your friends. Got I've got free stickers and koozies to mail out. All you got to do is email me, DM me, shoot me a tweet, whatever the case may be, and I will get one out to you. Uh, still got some giveaways going on. Hoping to get some. Uh, some some merch in the mail here over the next week or two and uh we'll we'll get some some new fresh things going and uh hopefully get that follower count uh dry, driven uh back up there so all right little condensed social media segment there uh we haven't heard the weather music in quite some time uh but let's uh let's talk to mr brian newdorf see what he's got to say about all the crazy weather that we've had over the last couple of weekends all right, Lat Traffic Nation joining me on the line for a special appearance. Uh, it's at the time we'd normally do the weather segment, if you've been a longtime listener. Uh, welcome back to the show to debunk, to vent, and go off on the Twitter trolls. Mr. Brian Newdorf, how are you, sir? Welcome back. You know, I'm actually quite good. I mean, if I don't look at Twitter, generally I'm good most of the time. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it it can be a uh, a cesspool of of nonsense and negativity. There there is there is that associated with it. How well, b- before we get into in, into how was your Fourth of July with the family and all of that? I worked, but it was okay. fine. I was actually I was on overnight shifts. I'm okay. So I will say this much, and I think this is true. And did anybody else notice this? Like the actual Fourth of July was kind of. Um, like not much happened on Tuesday. But Seriously, like, yeah. All the fireworks were crazy on like Sunday and Monday. Yes, no, 100%. We had a little gathering on Saturday. Uh, it yeah. rained up here uh, Saturday afternoon, but yeah, no, the, the bulk of the fireworks were definitely Sunday, Monday. I think people took did stuff after work maybe Monday uh, yeah. and, and decompressed and cleaned up whatever Tuesday and, and then got back. To, to the grind so no i'm with you that tuesday's a weird day and I, yeah, and I thought it was because everybody realized that they'd have to go back to work on tuesday or like on wednesday so let's like let's do we have three days here where we can just go batshit crazy on fireworks absolutely and i'm gonna just tell you that this is just put you in my mindset i'm yes i like to burn stuff but the idea is I've, I've bought fireworks in the past and i've seen what like a couple hundred dollars gets me, and I'm like, man, if I wanted to actually burn money, I'll just go out and light actual dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a pricey thing to do. Um, for a few years, we would put on a block party, and we'd get, you know, me and three other guys would all chip in. We'd all go when it was like buy one, get the most free and bonus items and all that kind of stuff, and then 
we would take up like a 50-50 collection during the party because we'd literally get a couple hundred people from the neighborhood that would come by. We did that for probably five, six years. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. And I'm glad that I don't do it anymore. Oh. Um, exactly. And my poor dog. Yeah. So our, our, two, dog. our dog, one dog is not bothered by it. The other one, it, you know, gets very uh, high anxiety with it. But before anybody, like, comes out and starts tweeting me, like, well, listen, we know this happens every year. We take care of our dog. I don't go on, like, Facebook or Twitter and bitch out the neighborhood because they're shooting off fireworks. Right. I know what's coming. Yeah. All right? I, I am not one of those people who are like, it's blah, blah, but it's, it's 1101 and the curfew was 11. Like, right. Oh, right. come on. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I care. Seriously. Like, no, I, I hear mean, you. So, I'm not that person. Go ahead. Fire them off. You know? Now, if it's a... Give me another week and I have, like, a, a massive show going off on some, like, yeah. <laughs> then I might be like, okay, we're way past that date now. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, Michigan's I, law is the day before of and after uh, the the holiday is when you can have like at you, it. Like you in Michigan care about freaking laws. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, sir, let's... Um, the, the, the weather, the, the last couple of weeks in NASCAR has caused uh, quite a stir amongst the fan base um, on a, you know, it started with Chicago. Uh, the street course was a downpour, but the racing was actually really cool. I enjoyed the race once they got going. Uh, then yeah. they had to cut it short. What did you actually, before we get into the weather topics, what, uh, what did you think of the Chicago street course? You know, I was busy, so I drove. I was driving. I mean, I'll, listen. Hey, listen. First of all, NASCAR fans on the road course, you finally got rain. Right? Yeah, that that they did. So, you know, that was. You know, I, I hear that every time. It's like the only time everybody gets pissed off at us when we say there's no rain is when we're on a road course. Right. And then you right. finally you bitch about. It. Nope. I mean, it can't be any worse. I was covering an event for work, and. Uh, a boat race got called for rain, so you figure that one out. Um, <laughs> um, no, it was because of drones and safety, but still. Yep. Um, and they would have finished it, but it was a wreck, and they had a red flag, and then rain comes. Sounds familiar. I was like, I was telling Aaron, this is like, this is just like complete NASCAR for me. Um, so uh, I liked it. I, I and my son liked it. I, I think it's, it was it was very weird to see them on the roads like that, but yeah. I thought after a while it started to grow on me. Yep. It's different. I liked. I liked seeing a different guy. It brought me back to the days of the ringers. You know, when you used to have a ringer on them. Absolutely. No, that was. I mean, I'm what better kind of way guy. to have a first-time driver go out and win in something like that? Like, I mean, it, yeah. it was per. I, I loved. I loved everything about you know, it. I thought. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I mean, yes, the weather. That's not fun. And and speaking of all the weather, I mean, now on Friday, listen. The downside, like I'm dealing with this here uh, coming up this weekend in my local area. When you're talking about this kind of pattern we have been in, you, what happens is, is you get these potential for clusters and com- convective clusters of showers and thunderstorms um, that can move in. So, I mean, I know our initial forecast for Sunday was not great. They got it in. Uh, but again, and I kind of said that, you know, it's, it's hard to timing. I mean, it, it's not favorable. But And then when it happened, I mean, Aaron was spot on. Um, I saw the I saw about I'd say eight ish um, the acceleration of the system. Meaning, I, I put something out there that 
the cold air was actually picking up, so the, the system was speeding up a little bit. So then I, 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 uh, I, I amended uh, Aaron's time to like 9.30, 10 o'clock, which that's when the rain came in. And all accounts, it looked like the rain was going to continue. All right? Now, keep in mind, Aaron and I don't talk to NASCAR. NASCAR doesn't ask us anything. All right? I mean, we just put out there what we thought. Yes, our forecast thought it wasn't going to end very quickly. It did end in about two hours or so. It ended about 11.15. I should think it ended just about 11.30. That was the first dry report I saw uh, from the reporting station near the track. Okay. Check in with my homework. So then I asked, uh, I asked somebody I know with some knowledge about dry, drying the track. In a perfect world, now it was very humid, the winds were light, but, you know, in a perfect world, they would have not gone back racing until probably sometime, I'd say, 1, 1.30 in yep. the morning. Yep. Now, I have a couple questions for NASCAR fans who are, who are upset with me, who are upset with Aaron, who are upset with NASCAR. Does the winner of the race determine how pissed off you are? Ah, uh, it's a good possibility. <laughs> if a different driver had won this rain-shortened race that you felt was more deserving, would the vitriol nastiness that you're putting out there on social media been different? I just want them to think about that. What are your thoughts on that? Because... A lot of what I saw was great race, shitty winner. Sure, no, or I, winner. you know, I, th- I, I, I love that. I love the fact that that's what NASCAR fans do to a degree, and I love that because that's the passion and that 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 they bring to the sport that keeps them, you know, bringing their kids, you know, all of that. Uh, you know, it's it's no different of a, you know, if I'm watching a a Lions game and the Lions lose, you know, kind of thing versus a driver. Um, you know, so yeah, I definitely think you know if if it's a rolling ten to twenty percent that are going to have that, regardless of who it was. If it was you know Kyle Busch, you know people would have said the same. You know, you'd have a different ten percent or different twenty percent saying great race, you know, crappy winner or whatever the case may be. I think that it's and that's part of the problem because we have all of our drivers out there at one time that. You know, there's going to be a percentage of the fan base that's just pissed off regardless because it wasn't their driver and, and they don't, you know, step back, uh, you know, and have an objective view. But that's the whole root word of fan. It's fanatic, you know, and you want your driver, you know. It's just a matter of people not doing it in a respectful manner on social media because we've grown so accustomed to that invisible wall that we can, you know, hide behind to a degree. Now, I mean, personally, I don't care. I mean, I'm on your show because uh, some of us have taken the crap and a little more than they needed to. Some of us just walk away and don't give a flying whatever. Um, I'm really good at that because the amount, I mean, I don't even know what's going to happen to NASCAR Weatherman um, beyond when TweetDeck goes away Um, or views or how I can tweet because I'm not paying Sure. Um, I'm no money on this, and I'm not going to spend over a hundred bucks a year on something that I get very—I don't get a, a return on. Does sure. that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not my livelihood. I, I've loved it for the time I had. I have no idea. I will continue to keep doing it as long as I can. I've moved over to Threads, um, but you know, we will see what happens. 
How um, many followers did you pick up on that? Because I had somebody ask me about that. I'll be, I was so naive. Somebody asked me over the weekend if I had signed up and jo- uh, created a Threads account. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Okay. And then right. I was I was given the 411 on it. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess that's a, another platform I got to go try and... It is. I mean, the question I have is how long will Twitter survive? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, while I... Don't have nearly the following on threads as NASCAR Weatherman does on Twitter. That's okay. Yeah. Um, people want it. People will find it. I'm glad because you can basically merge your Instagram account, and that's what I did. I always had a separate Instagram account for NASCAR Weatherman, so Got it. Uh, that played out so well. But going back to what happened, um, and then the question is: Is a 1:30 restart time is really feasible on a Sunday night? Right. You're already cutting it close because it's a Sunday night race, not on a, a, a holiday weekend kind of thing. I'm not, listen, I'm not saying the fan base is wrong for their, their thoughts and their opinions and, and stuff like that. I mean, that's your right to have your opinion. And, you know, a lot of people said we were wrong. I mean, we nailed the timing. Were we wrong about how long it was going to last? Yeah. I'm not going to lie, but, you know, I can tell you right now, NASCAR made that decision not because of what Aaron and I did. Sure. They made literally no decisions based on anything Aaron and I <laughs> Now, I can tell you this much. Your driver or another driver could have easily seen our post. I know it's happened in the past um, that they could have seen an update from myself or Aaron about the time when the rain was going to come in, and we nailed that aspect. So head strategy could have played a role in that information, and somebody – could have been in a better position had they listened to that information. I know it's been done. I've sure. actually been told. So, um, and a lot of them thought it was coming. And, I mean, of course, all the fans listen. Because we're all experts because my fingers type faster than yours on the keyboard. Right, right. Or, or my weather. I listen. It's great. You know, um, I mean, honestly, I think, I, I don't know if it was the right decision, but I can tell you right now, with that fact that I had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning this morning, yep. I wasn't going to I wasn't gonna be up at 1, 1.30 this morning. I would have called it in at that time because I had to get to work. I had to, you know, I'm a fan, but uh, I've got to be alert and ready to go to work. So, sure. uh, and I'm going to be miserable. So, yeah, I probably would have gone to bed anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't fault NASCAR for making that call at all. I mean, you know. When you take into the time, how long it's going to take to dry the track. I mean, that's the biggest thing right there is track drying, you know. And then, hey, what if something else pops up, you know. So it, based on the time, when it happened, uh, you know, I, I don't fault uh, them for making that call. Uh, but from my sources, which are really good sources when it comes to this, they said an hour and a half to dry. Like I said, let's say it did stop at 1120. Yep. Okay. You'd have to get people back and stuff like that. I mean, you're talking one one thirty before you finish yep. the race. Yeah. Now, some people may have wanted to do it. I, I don't know what the other rules are. I understand the track has. And I understand the other argument. Well, they knew the rain was a, a threat, so why didn't they move it up two hours? Well, you know, when you go into a when you put a ticket out, yes, well, you have a ticket, and then you have contracts with media. Those are kind of set in stone times. It yep. depends on how, you know, I understand it from the fans who want to be there, but what if that race started two hours early but wasn't broadcast? Right. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's unrealistic. Then, then, what, then how would the fan base have been? Sure. Yeah. Right? You would have gotten to see the end of the race, but what if you missed the start of the race? Because right. NBC 
he had other obligations or they would have moved it to someplace that maybe your subscription doesn't have. Who Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's brought out by, um, you know, and this conversation comes up every time. Well, why can't they just change the start time? Well, when you buy a ticket, you've kind of gone, you're contractually have gone in with the, the, uh, the track or whatever venue or whoever. When you, when you buy that ticket, you've kind of gone into a mini contract. That's why those are terms and services and stuff like that. That's what, by buying that ticket. So under an obligation, that I, I don't know, but my understanding is there's only so much leeway they can do. Now, with, yes, with NASCAR and the tracks, with different things, they could have potentially moved it and stuff like that. But that's, an, that's not a me thing. That's not an Aaron thing. Uh, that's a NASCAR thing, and, and there's probably a lot more deeper. Now, maybe it is just as easy as saying, okay, we're going to go at 5 or 4 o'clock. Well, I mean, it's on a Sunday, and you know you've got a 7 o'clock ticket, and all of a sudden they move it and you don't hear about it, then what happens? Yeah, you, no, you it's, it's definitely a complicated process there. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about it. Um, and now wonder if, if I now have to wonder if Atlanta still has their weather, their perfect weather guarantee or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, more of a NASCAR policy now to where, um, you know, if, if something gets canceled or, or whatever, you can either get, uh, you know, a refund or for another race that year or for that track next year. There's there's definitely so some like, policy in place. Even if it's like, I thought it was like perfect weather guarantee, like even if it's like, oh, somebody, okay, sorry, I'm driving and somebody decided that uh, just because I've just, you Two things that matter can op- occupy the same space. <laughs> There's a physics thankfully, issue there. Thankfully, I realized that that's not possible. Yes. Oh, good but times. It uh, is, really. All right, we are headed to New Hampshire uh, this weekend for the Xfinity and Cup Series. Since you're here, do you happen to have a forecast for us, sir? Uh, I'm going to pass. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, well, um, it's our favorite weather. Excellent. I'm being, I know I'm being facetious. There's a chance of rain uh, going into the weekend. Now, keep in mind, this far out, it, it could be very much of the uncertainty of timing, uh, which is what we've been seeing with a lot of stuff recently across even you up there in Michigan. Um, a lot of this sometimes is not all-day rain. Um, so um, there's a chance. Uh, I'm not going to go odds of racing on a Monday. Fair enough. But um, definitely feel like, yeah, um, definitely going to be monitoring for that potential of rain and stuff like that. So Okay. All right. And, you know, your breaking news, I can confirm that when I was talking to my source about track drying and I asked them, I said, 130, between 1 and 130, potentially they could go back racing. This person confirmed my stat. So. There you go. Excellent. It would have been yeah, well no. after mid- It would have been it would have been unnecessarily you know d- dragged out like and, yeah that's and, uh, unlike, and probably without any cautions the last 59 laps would have taken about another hour. Yes. So now you're at 2:30 in the morning but then if you have a crash or you red flag it sure. or stuff like that then yep. you've got those oh. other things. Oh yeah. No, it's uh definitely Definitely, I, like I said, I think they made the right call. There's no doubt about that. So I do too. I do too. Yep. I mean, it's. Late. I mean, nobody. Listen, nobody likes a rain-shortened race. No. Nobody get it. I get it. Or yeah. you know whether you think you know sometimes 
you know, guess what? Winners have won rain-shortened races before. Yes. Well, I think, too, the week before with them shortening the race during the race itself, you know, I, I, I think people were just – you know, if if Chicago didn't happen the way it happened, you know, maybe people wouldn't have had as as nasty tastes in their mouth with this one. But I mean, no, I it's think, just again. I think NASCAR had no choice in that race. I mean, yep. they had oh, I agree. It was a safety issue. Yeah. Um, they had all of these different things going on. Yeah. And uh, um, you know, and then eventually they were running out of daylight. Yes. Okay. And yep. and and I could tell, you could tell by the I mean, and usually those cameras are taking in a lot more light than what you see. Uh, in person, so because um, of the irises and stuff like that, so I can only imagine how dark it was getting out there for um, yep. the end yep. uh, with those situations. Um, so I think shorting it like they did. I mean, NASCAR didn't have a choice to start until they had to start. I mean, it was just yep. the nature of safety. I mean, I get it in a perfect world, but you race in an outside sport that's weather dependent, and sometimes it's gonna rain. Absolutely, yes, sir. I mean. Yeah, if you start earlier, you have more chances to make something up. But then again, in the south, in the summertime, it's hot. People don't want to be out there. I mean, unfortunately, I don't think I don't think there's a win-win for anybody in, anymore in, in NASCAR or fandom or whatever. It's either going to be if they moved it early, it would be too early and too hot. Um, if they move it late, it's too late. Then they run the red. I, I just I don't I, I don't know if anybody's ever. I don't even know if NASCAR fans are happy anymore, and if they could ever be happy. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the problem with with you know everyone being able to just go on social media and you know and then you just see it all that negativity. So, but yeah, but on a positive he, news, football is less than sixty days away. Yeah, don't sleep on don't sleep on the Boilermakers. I, I'm gonna be honest. Our new coach, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Ryan Walters era. Excellent. No, I'm uh, I'm excited. Uh, Big Ten's gonna be. Gonna be pretty pretty stacked this year, uh, just across the board. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, you know, Michigan should do pretty well, but uh, the Boilermakers. No, I mean, hey. Yeah, and let's not forget it was a Ryan Walters defense that almost kept you guys it's from going. Tr- true story. True it story. Story. Yes. Well, listen, man. Thanks for coming on for a few minutes. Appreciate it. It was fun. Definitely glad to be able to keep you and Aaron uh, involved in some capacity uh, with the show, even yeah, though it's not as weekly as it used to be. But uh, appreciate it, and uh, we will we will catch up soon, my friend. Yeah, give Aaron a follow at raceweather. That, you know, at raceweather, and find him on. I mean, I'm plugging him because he did uh, a, a huge share of the work yesterday. And, you know, I sleep on it. Uh, I, I, um, he's probably sometimes more dedicated than I am, but he takes a lot more of the abuse. Um, and that's stupid and it sucks, to be perfectly honest. No, I hear you. Uh, yes, uh, raceweather.net, at raceweather. And, uh, oh, and I'm, and I'm at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Who cares about me? Yeah, so, no, I was, um, I was going to read that. Are you, uh, is that the same handle for the Threads account, too? Is exact, yeah, because I want to make it easy to find me. So yes. I use the same thing. Uh, I hear you. Yes. I better go and, and sign up for that lab traffic also. one now, then. Exactly. That way we can ignore you there, too. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> I love it. I'm love you, man. I, I love do. it. Thanks so much. Listen, if Thank you, you find a magic bullet and an answer, then uh, you'll be better off than most of us are. I love it. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. See ya. All right, Lat Traffic Nation. There you have a uh, an unfiltered, uncensored Brian Newdorf uh, going uh, going deep. 
on uh, some frustrations there uh, from weather, fans. I, I get it, too. I get it. So great to have him on there. A little different twist to what uh, he would normally do here. So there's that. Um, okay. Uh, I think it's time to close this thing out with some fantasy. All right, let's close this thing out with a little lap traffic fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Check the website if you need to see who you still have available to pick. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. Uh, this past week, uh, I had Cindric, John Hunter, and Christian Eckes for 122 points. Week high was 137 by Ray Carballo with Blaney, Hill, and Rhodes. And he did that without picking any winners. And there were a lot of drivers uh, that picked up a win with John Hunter. Uh, some picked them up with Corey Hine. There were quite a few two winners this, uh, that picked two winners this week. So uh, lots of bonus points were added this week. Um, our top 10 currently in first place. Uh, he won segment one, and he is back on top for segment two is Andrew Yu with 649 points. Michael Nebia in third place, or I'm sorry, is in second place with 643 Jonathan Lilly in third with 641. Dan Sherwood in fourth with 639. He dropped a couple spots. Uh, Steven is in fifth with 637. Mark Ludington in sixth, 636. Michael Mason in seventh with 632. Two-way tie for eighth with 631 uh, between yours truly and Eric Zaylin. In ninth with 629 is John Entwinsel. And in 10th with 619 is Matthew Ludington. Uh, and just so you know, 11th and 12th are both separated by three points there. So uh, still anybody's ball game uh, for segment two and to make the playoffs. Uh, and our cumulative in first is Andrew Yu. In second with 1803, Jonathan Lilly. In third, 1801, John Etwinsel. In fourth with 1778 is Henry Fletcher. Benton Wilson is in fifth with 1764. G.R. Davidson in sixth with 1743. Stephen is in seventh, 1741. Uh, Scott is in eighth with 1733. I am in ninth with 1731. Uh, Michael Nebia is in tenth. Uh, Dan Sherwood, 11th. Kevin Hahn, 12th. Peter Kervin, 13th. Jumpy Bob, 14th. Matt Dabrowski, 15th. And Mark Ludington wraps out the top 16. Um, as I mentioned, bonus points. Uh, Andrew's just killing it across all three charts. He's in first with 11th. Jonathan Lilly, Pete Curvin, Scott Boys have eighth. Ben Wilson, GR, Lisa, Matt, Dabrowski, and Matthew Kendrick all have seven. So there you have that. Um, all right, let's get to some picks. We are headed back out east to New Hampshire where Toyota and Ford have dominated as of late, specifically Ford winning four of the last five races and Toyota having won six of the last 11 races. Uh, we do not have an active Chevy winning driver. The last Chevy to win was Harvick back in 2016, and Chevy has struggled to even find the top five as well, only having two top fives in the last five races there. Can Chevy break their bad luck at New Hampshire? Uh, will we keep getting some movement in the lap traffic fantasy standings? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it is time for my picks. I'm going a little off the wall here. I'm picking the same car number for both the Xfinity and Cup Series race, and that car number is 20. I am going to press my luck in the Xfinity Series with John Hunter Nemechek, and it's hard to pick against Toyota, so I will pick Toyota, and I am going to go with the 20 of Christopher Bell. So there you have my picks. Uh, make sure you get yours in as well. 
All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 315 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, TikTok, Twins, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Charles Crawl and Brian Newdorf for coming on the show. We'll try to put something together for next week. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya.